Welcome to A Few Deep, a hangout podcast where a guest and I drink multiple styles of beer and talk about this, that, and the other thing. I'm your host, Joe Varga. So come on, let's get a drink. What's up, guys? Happy December 1st. Man, this year is flying by, dude. Uh, my brother just had a birthday yesterday, Brian. He just turned 30, and my friend Dave just turned 40 today. Man, it feels like yesterday that I was just turning 30, being like, fuck, man, I'm 30. And now I'm going to be 40 soon. I mean, not soon, but sooner. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I hate when people are like, oh, stay young. It's like, <sighs> I get it because, you know, aches and pains, and, you know, nobody wants to get old and not be able to use their body anymore which sucks but dude i don't want to be young either i don't give a fuck you know i don't want to i don't want to stay i don't want to stay in that young mentality either i just want to progress i want to progress with life and change as i need to be changed you know that kind of vibe um yeah a little update on that remember that story i told you guys about the uh getting woken up by the little the bomb thingy and fucking at five in the morning and the cops shouting the fuck out got a warrant for your arrest so apparently that was a 14 year old kid who had like shot two people or uh shot three people and killed two and wounded one and then robbed somebody uh, yeah apparently that kid was 14 and he was bringing like a handgun to school and shit and so yeah he was uh living two floors below me underneath so you know i'm gonna check your neighbors it's always good to be, you know, interacted, but you know, might get shot. It's fucking crazy out there. It's a crazy world. But yeah, that's 14, man. How do you get a gun? How do you get a gun at 14? Parents, man. I blame parents. Getting get involved in your fucking kid's life is what you need to do. That's a number one fact. Because if you're not, shit like that's going to go fucking down. So, uh, which is a segue in, into the intro to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so my guest, this podcast was, uh, an influential, uh, lead singer for Ugly Kid Joe, um, which is Whitfield Crane and his friend, uh, Will Hugh. Um, I was very honored and happy to have him on the podcast, man. He was a super rad dude, very down to earth. And, uh, yeah, we had some good conversation. Um, so yeah, without further ado, here is that conversation. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Palo Alto Brewing Company. Since 2009, Palo Alto Brewing Company has offered a wide variety of brews for beer lovers all over the Bay Area, ranging from the classic hoppy ending pale ale to the limited release bourbon barrel barley wine, Honest Gellis. Other favorites include the Atlas, a West Coast style double IPA, the Hostage Rye IPA, and their, bar- their barley legal coconut porter. Look for all these beers and more at your local liquor and grocery stores around the Bay Area. Palo Alto Brewing Company's Taproom is located at 233 University Avenue in downtown Palo Alto, California. Open seven days a week. So come on in for lunch, dinner, and get some delicious beers, food, and hang out, play some pinball, and enjoy. For some more information, visit the uh, Palo Alto Company Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Now let's get back to the show.
Hey, hey. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, Whitfield Crane. And a good friend of his, Will. I forget your last name, Will. Hugh Hughes. Thanks for coming on the podcast, guys. Thank you. I'll start off by saying you were my first concert ever. Really? That I went to. <laughs> Where was that at? Uh, it was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, at the Allentown Fairgrounds in 93. Nice. Death Leopard. Death Leopard. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first show. Hmm. My uncle took me. And he was like, because I wasn't a huge fan of Death Leopard at that time, yeah. I had gotten out of that phase yeah. sort of thing. It was a little yeah. bit more too, uh, uh, I guess like mainstream. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Old Death Leopard's killer. High no, it's dry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, like hysteria. Yeah. She like. I mean, that shit was awesome. Yeah. I mean, even like the one at the time in my mind, that newer album. I forget what it was called. Um, it had a lot of popular hits still on it. Yeah, they're massive. Yeah, but I was like, but he was like, oh, I was like, who else was playing? He's like, oh, probably this band you don't know. It's like Ugly Kid Joe. I was like, dude, I'm there. Nice. I fucking, of course, I love Ugly, Ugly Kid Joe, dude. I got to be there. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was my first show. That's cool. Yeah. When you say fairgrounds, it was an actual fair, right? Well, was it a fair? It wasn't a fair. It's it just. You know I mean, like a was it? Did it, did it have like carnival rides and stuff like that? No, it was just they would have those there, ah. but uh, the main part is made for concerts. Ah, gotcha. So it's just the fairgrounds. So it's like when they have fairs, that's where the grounds oh, gotcha, are. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that Death Leopard tour is interesting because we started that. It was like I think we probably did what like. I don't know, well over 100 gigs with that. We toured for almost a year. But we started off in Oslo. in uh, Oh, in Norway. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's there's this great big thing. It looks like I have a golf ball. I forget what it's called, but that's where we first played. Okay. And we're on the same label, you know, Mercury Polygram Records. And uh, and so we were, you know, young and drank a lot of beers and showed in shorts and Doc Martens, and that was who we were. Right? right, exactly. And those dudes, when they, you know, the first, were like, we're at Def Leppard. We're going to meet Def Leppard. I'm yeah. trippy, because I know, I mean, I'm a fan of Def Leppard. Exactly. And they had, like, capes and fans, and they had full wardrobe, right, at that show. And then and that's who they were. We were the dudes that showed up in shorts and T-shirts and, you know, woke up late and whatever we yeah, were. Yeah, you fucking do whatever. And those guys had full-on... Um, you know, like stylists. Well, so, but yeah, by that time they were uh, probably w- w- one of the biggest b- rock acts of They're, all time. Then they still are. Yeah, um, absolutely. By the end of the tour, let's say that's let's say the tour goes A to Z. So like by M, like yeah. somewhere in there in this, they they started like realizing that they kind of wish that they had just could be themselves. So so it went from capes and like fans and like stylists in Oslo to the last shows wherever that ended up, and they all had shorts and t-shirts. Man. And they're pretty cool. I'll tell you a pretty good story about that tour. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you only remember the bad things. Um, That's okay. So, we, 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 we did a bunch of legs once again. So, it's like we could do a What kind of beer is that? This is a Kolsch. You sure you don't want one? Starting? Uh, you want to, you is it a lager? This is, well, it's a lager style. Does it taste like a sandwich beer? Does it taste like a cake? No. Because I don't like cake. No, no, no. It doesn't taste... It tastes like a lager type. A, a I'll try one. Stuff. I'll try one. Let's see what happens. Okay. So, anyway, so we kept, we did a bunch of uh, different legs of um, uh, of this tour. And so, and we, we all... We, everyone got along. Everyone was cool. Oh, shit. I don't worry about it. And um, so, when the second leg or the third leg or whatever started in uh, Canada somewhere. Okay. And so we all get there and we see everyone backstage. There's a bunch of bands. It's like April Wine, 
Ugly Kid Joe. April One. Yeah, April One. Ugly Kid Joe. Def Leppard. Um, I don't know if Meatloaf was playing, but anyway, a bunch of really obscure bands in the middle of Canada. And was that a festival? Yeah, big crazy. Okay. But like, in the, but like some obscure part of Canada. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, so we all said hi backstage. We're like, hey, everyone, give you know hugs. Like it was all good vibe, good cheek, good and everything. And it had been pouring rain, and it was brutal. It was really crappy, horrible weather. So whoever had to do the infrastructural part of putting the show together. Like the like the, the the staging and everything, mm-hmm. it was a fucking nightmare without a doubt. Like it was not rad for those people. Oh, so, so the yeah, like it was the kind of show that nearly is canceled because of weather, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily proud of the story, but it is funny. Right, that's cool. And uh, and, uh, and um, so anyway, so we're, everything's cool, right? So we go, we go out there, we're playing, and like I think we're like like let's say there's like six bands on the bill, we're probably like the third band. So there's back lines behind us. Okay. Like yeah. there's, there's like drum kits and rigs and all the way back. So, you know, that's how it works. Right. Yeah. Cause you, you, yeah. Yeah. And then probably like 150, 200 yards out is the sound, uh, guy on, in, the, in like a three or four story, uh. So he's on top. He's the sound guy's way out there in the crowd. There's probably 30,000, 35,000 people out there. Okay. So yeah, you said about 200 yards out. Yeah. yeah. Right in the middle. He's got to hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. That. Now we don't really, you know, it's just, so it's just, yeah. it's all math to me. Snare. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so we, we're playing the show. And I'm all right. We're rocking, rocking and rolling, right? And um, and I've, 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 it, this is the only show where I was turned off in the history of my music movement, like turned off, just turned off. And uh, and uh, anyway, so you know we're playing and like in there's sod and there's mud and there's all this shit. So like yeah. a couple pieces of like mud or kind of like whatever it was was got kind of got thrown up on the stage. Okay. And you know it wasn't that bad. And I go on yeah. the microphone and this is where I kind of you know I asked for it. I go I go is this is this? I go. And I kind of held it up in my hand. I go, is this all you Canadian pussies have? Is this all you got? This is it? And within like 45 seconds, it was amazing. It was like a tsunami of, of uh, mud and rock and, oh, and, and bottles. Sod. And no, no, not bottles. No, not bottles. Just, just, dirt, okay. just muddy dirt. Yeah, so, yeah. And so the, and the, all the back lines behind us, there was all shiny. It was, it was all... Like, and it, and it, it, it filled... It, I mean, it filled the stage like like it, like, a, like fast. And my, you know, my, and then my, you know, my drummer's hating me. Uh, everyone's hating me, yeah. I, and I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, and the and the and the back lines are getting, um, you know, just pelted. I don't want people's gear hurt, but right, right. This but, was the yeah. byproduct of my big mouth, and uh, so anyway, you can't say at that moment, you can't say, "Please stop, please stop." It's like it's not a cool no. Moment. The crowd's not going to fucking. No, it. it's, 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 it's not cool either. So I, go, right. so I so I so I'm thinking quick, quick. You know, what should I do? What should I do? And I go, uh, I go. All right, all right. That's pretty good. All right. Nice. Nice. I'm going, here's what I want you to do. Cause I think you got the skills to do this. And everyone kind of went, I was like, what's he going to say? Mm-hmm. And I go, you see the sound guy out there? You see him? See him right out there? And I go, I want everyone to turn and take that motherfucker out. And the whole, <laughs> the whole crowd turned and it was Indian. It was amazing. Oh, like, shit. Like, and it was, I just needed, I, I mean, I feel, it's not nice to do that, but I, no. I, I don't want to have it thrown at me anymore. Right, right. So, and I, and my band was like, dude, really? And then, it's the only, and, and it was amazing theatrically just to watch it. Yeah. And, um, which of course I was like, well, there, it's not getting thrown at us anymore. And then, uh, and, I, and it was the only time I was like, and then that, you know, we were turned off. That just turned you off. Yeah. And everybody, and everybody who'd given us hugs and good vibes like 25 minutes before gave me the look, like, really, dude? Ah, man. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it. The singer for the other pulled me aside and was like, dude, am I, what's I supposed to do? And so, but anyway, that, that's the same tour that he's <laughs> the same tour. Yeah. Oh shit, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, it's interesting what people will do at the show, you know, especially like during like bad weather, you just fucking tossing mud. And yeah. Like, and then 
you got to make light of it. You got to make fun of it, right? right? You got to yeah. have a good time. Well, I mean, one of the jobs of a of a rock singer, I would think, is to overturn the apple cart. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not I absolutely. Mean, that's what it is. I mean, you don't know, you don't want people hurt, or you don't want violence, no, no, no. You don't want violence, but certainly, you know, chaos is cool. Yeah, you got to have. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it goes hand in hand. It's mayhem. It's got to be. It's got to be fucking fun and, and rowdy, right? It, 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 it could be. It could. It definitely can be, and it should be. Mm-hmm. Some some shows on for people. You know, I go to, to any kind of random show, and you know, you'll see people just like, "Where the fuck am I? Who is this band?" I'm like, "Dude, you don't belong here, man. You if you don't know the band, or you know, you're not intro to the. I mean, this is not the introduction band. You need to go to a lighter band, start small, yeah. <laughs> get up there. If you're not used to it, you know, mm-hmm. you don't jump right into a Slayer. Where did, where did you, so, so you grew up in that in that state? Well, I grew up in New Jersey, so right on the border. Um, so pencil or Allentown, yeah, Pennsylvania. It was about 15 minutes away from my okay. like my house. So, yeah. um, 50, 45 minutes from New York City, 45 minutes from Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, is where I grew up, and you know, went to a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, all around that area. And then, how do you find yourself in Northern California? What is that uh, storyline? Well, that I I always love California. About on like vacation, and then I did a really small tour as a acoustic. Me and my best friend just went on tour with two acoustic guitars, nice. and we made an album, and then we just fucking went out and, Good. and did it. And then, uh, yeah, I just love the area. And then a friend of mine was living here, and I was like, tired of my hometown area, and I was yeah. like, I need to get, I need to move and do something else. And I ended up, you know, sleeping on his floor and getting a job and some stuff and yeah. just hanging out. And yeah, it's a good move. Yeah. We're, we're both, uh, we're both born here, born and raised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's got such a. It took me a long time to figure out. Um, you know, when you're from here and you're, you've never left wherever mm-hmm. you're from, you don't know what it really is until you leave and figure out what it is. Absolutely. Cause you have no perspective. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a really wonderful place to grow up. It's got such great energy here. Like the history of it, like mm-hmm. from Leland Stanford to the dot com shit to, to like a lot of musical artists. I mean, it's so. I mean, a ton of screams artists. I mean, even yeah. like Jerry Garcia right. and you know, all that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got the funny enough it has the, one of the greater weather patterns per, year is that called per capita how do you say that like in 365 days a year yeah. it's, it's the best weather in the world this absolutely place. yeah so, yeah i mean what a, what a, <laughs> what's, what's not to love right yeah it's great i mean just like, barely any humidity when it's like yeah. you know sunny and it's just yeah like a, have you ever have you ever seen that like a lot of my friends moved to san francisco and they live you know they live, and that's cool i, live, yeah. I, really no, I love san francisco but like a like a foggy brutal grumpy san francisco day which i lived in as of before yeah it'll be 80 degrees here mm-hmm. perfect utopian Right, you know, yep. Norman Rockwell is like alive because there's that like San Mateo fog line. It's just That's right. right there, and like anything coming down south, you're like, yeah, oh. yeah, that it's fucking yeah, dopeness. absolutely. So, uh, what were your influences growing up here? Then, did you were you all did you like all those bands that started coming out? I mean, Metallica, obviously from San Francisco, just in general, but mm. or L.A. San Francisco. What do we like, Will? What did but, you think? We all were together, right? This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Willie Hughes. It was all seventies rock initially. Yeah. Zeppelin, Hendrix, yeah, Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath, of course. Uh, what else? ACDC. Like? ACDC, yes. All that stuff before all the eighties stuff. But as far as bands that came out of here, we well, we liked the great uh, Y and T. We liked Y and T. We liked Dave Dave Manichetti. Yes. Okay. We liked uh, you know I didn't find but I, I I you know some of my friends had like do you remember when the, it was tapes people's like 
traded tapes. Remember that? Yeah. So I, I remember, remember hearing... Remember, tape player. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I remember hearing Metallica uh, uh, Seek and Destroy on tapes. Uh-huh. Yeah. thinking like, wow, Nick Oliver had that. Uh, yeah. And I was I like, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Bands from around here, yeah. Here's the thing that Palo Alto used to have, and I'm so... Um, and, and San Francisco had it as well. And so it's, and, and it, it just, you know, the world, I mean, I still tour around the world. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that's dying is venues. And it's understandable from a, from Absolutely. A, it's, it's a weird thing going it's, on. It's a sad thing. Uh, Absolutely. And, um, so anyway, th- that said, and it's, I get it from a business angle. You know, I get people want to make money, but, you know, there's nothing better than a live band bump for me. So anyway, me there, too. there was a place in, on California Avenue when we were kids. <clears throat> it was epic. It was called the Keystone. Okay. And the Keystone had bands coming through. You had, you know, Michael Shanker coming through. You had Wasp. Nice. You yeah. had, you know, Jerry Gart. What was Jerry's solo band called? Rat, Rat Fink? What was that called? I saw, uh, something. I just saw Jerry in there. So you saw, uh, like, all these rad bands. And we were too young to get in. We were 14. And there was a guy named Dennis that ran it. He, he had a really crazy, crazy, like, almost froggy cigarette voice. Yeah. And uh, we would go there and we said, look, we're not 18, but we want to go see. You know, Michael Shanker, whatever it was. And we would go, he would say, go clean up trash. So we just go get a, uh, what's it called, a shopping cart and go actually take trash out of the trash can and fill it up <laughs> and then come back and be like, you know. We got some fucking trash. And then uh, he would let us go in there. And so we get to go to like, you know, Metal Mondays and sneak out of our parents' house. You know when you sneak out of your parents' house, you know, the whole, that whole thing you meet up on your bikes? Oh, yeah. You've pimped like a six pack of like Heineken. You're like, you go drinking the, you know, <laughs> yeah. drinking the party, that. Yeah. So as far as growing up here, I mean, we, that was, the, it was all vinyl. We had vinyl and, you know, we, we, we loved music. We had posters on our walls. Were you guys part of uh, like high school bands? Did you form in high school? Like had, had your, your clicks in the bands? Yeah. Tell the story as well. Tell the stories of blown up speakers. No, that, that's your story, brother. <laughs> huh. Nah. Um, I'm trying to think of other bands that we grew up with. Machete, dude. Well, Machete, yes. How, how can one forget? And then the Dodd Brothers, who were big influence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a band called, what were they called? Illusion? Was it Illusion? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. So Eric Dodd, who later becomes Eric Valentine, who right now is a contemporary and just a magnificent prophetic producer. Okay. He's great. Yeah. He, uh, they were in a band. He, he had a, it, it was, it was the brothers, the Dodd brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Grizzell singing. Yeah. And, uh, so they would play it. They actually alive. They, this is, you know, they, they play dances. There's like, what was that? Back in Jordan days, there was Newcastle, right? Yes. Right. Newcastle, yes. So, local high school bands. But we tried to be in bands. Like we all, we always wanted to play to, together. Together. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever like been in a band together? Kind of. There's a, yeah. we, we, we jammed. We, um, we, <laughs> We're the kind of guys that like, you know, and I think it's, I think everybody's like this in this. It's like, if I f- we felt like if you had the logo, like yeah. a good logo, that you were a band, even if you couldn't play a song. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I agree with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was you like, got to be already like, you know, bigger no, than it's you can be, right? Like, you know, You're I, like, I, this is us, man. So I think we rehearsed, we rehearsed at my mom's house and we somehow manipulated the uh, stereo systems of our parents, whether it be at Will's home or my mom's home. And we'd rig it up so the actual speakers, which is not a good idea, the speakers for a proper like a stereo, like stereo. a regular, yeah, setup. And we, yeah, we burned through some speakers, which you know, but yeah. we we jammed. We, yeah, we play like you know, what about we play tsunami, right? Call it, what call it the dogs. They the, call it the dogs. Yeah, yeah. We play quiet riot, quiet riot, quiet riot, dude. Yeah, we play quiet riot. Bang your head. Little, right? uh, come on, feel the noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all. That's a Slade song. Yeah, it was a cover, right? Yeah, yeah. No, so, absolutely. And I think we always. I've always. Uh, and I still am just in love with music, uh, particularly like heavy Sabbath type music. Um, and I was really, 
you know, I, I know I, you might even call it like a father figure for me, right? Because I know all the lyrics and I was really touched by the lyrics. I, Absolutely. And I, you know, I was like, okay, these are my teachers. And like, I come from a very academic family, right? Mm-hmm. Like three generations of Stanford students, but I, you know, and, and peace to everybody that wants to go to school, but that never called me. Never, one, never. I, I was like, I felt like it was like the strange little, for a couple different reasons, like the way I, I take in knowledge isn't. How it, the delivery system of a, of a, of, a, of a school? No, absolutely. It yeah. doesn't work for me. So yeah. you know, I found my solace and I found my outlet through music. And I mean, I would sit there with a Don A tennis racket, and I was the guitar player in whatever band. I was Angus Young. Yeah. I was Glenn Tipton. I, I mean, I'm talking drenched. And my mom would open the door and look You'd at like me, sweat, and I was possessed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, somehow that all, you know, and you know, and then anybody who who starts a band or whatever, you think it's going to happen. But the percentage of it happening is very um, small for anybody. It doesn't matter what your skill set is. Right. I think it's uh, 3%, 3% of yeah. bands become, that, get, that, get that make it. Yeah. That gets signed. Yeah, that gets so, signed. So like, let's say when record labels, I mean, when a record deal meant something, so let's be, that's pre-computer, right? Right. So let's say 100 bands get signed to a major a major deal. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. 3% of the bands make it, Yeah. which is 97 bands that don't. And then throwing the other bands that never got a record deal in the first place. Yeah. So to be, you know, I gotta tell you, to have any form of success with music is a, you know, it's it, it, it's not it's not wrong to call it a blessing. Uh, you Absolutely, know? yeah. I mean, it's such a, you know, I'm still touring. Like we we thought we could Joe, we stopped making music in um, I guess we, I was in India. We broke up in ninety January 1977. and then uh. We took off fifteen or sixteen years, and we didn't hate each other, but you know, it was like a, it's a divorce. No, and, yeah. And then yeah. we put it back together, and people are still going to see the band, and we're making music. And so, how did you get started with singing? Then did you did you start taking lessons, or you were just like belted out in your room and be like, I, you know, funny enough, we're, we're we're in East Palo Alto right now. Okay. Yeah. Now, when we were all kids, there's three of us. There's one guy named Klaus Eichstadt who's the guitar player. Left-handed, yeah, left playing handed, dude. That fucking guy, Wales. He, he yeah. shreds, and he built that guitar in woodshop. Dude, it's awesome. And um, and then there was another guy named Nick Oliver who was equally a great guitar player. And then there was me who wanted to play guitar, and we all went to East Palo Alto. My uh-huh. mom would drop me off in the, in this in this old Maverick that I later later crashed into a telephone bowl. Um, and we go to this 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 uh, in, in not not dissimilar from your apartment. I'm not to, to this to this uh, this guy named Ken Brown. Ken Brown was a guitar teacher. He's a really nice guy, really gentle. And, patient and you know i'm a hyper dude so those guys forged on with their guitar you know but they're I, just fucking yeah i told my mom i wanted a marshall stack and i wanted all this shit because i thought if you had the, <laughs> you I gotta thought, have the goods man no i thought if you had it you could play yeah I, in my heart i thought that yeah like, i really thought that yeah which isn't true no <laughs> so my mom not. said you got to uh, play acoustic guitar mm-hmm. first and then but she's pragmatic she knows what she's doing that's my mom and, does she's and, the same way and i was like what you know i, I was like <laughs> mad you know like yeah I'm, and and you know once again my how I learn stuff. I, my patience to this day is on. Like it's hard. It's hard for me to concentrate. Yeah. So then, anyway, so those guys forged on and became fantastic guitar players. And they could both play Eruption, Eddie Van Halen. Right. And yeah, I, I mean, was, those guys and, shred. And, dude. They're fucking. And I was like, oh fuck, you know what am I gonna do? <laughs> like I can't play Eruption. Fuck no, no, I'm, not, I'm not a guitar player, but <laughs> yeah. in my, I write killer riffs to this day with yeah. the guys I work with. But I, can't, I just can't. I, you know, I'm not yet anyway. So anyway, I was like. I guess I'll be the singer. That sounds like a cool idea. And said, who's a better? And then I went to Klaus's house. He lives at 41 Kent Street, Palo California. I went to him and I'm all, I'm the singer, dude. I figured it out. And I was like 13, 15, maybe. 14, and, my, and Klaus goes like this. And you know? Yeah. He's not into it. And, but he went like this. 
he handed me Judas Priest screaming for vengeance. Okay. And he goes, if you can sing like this, I'll be in a band with you. And I went right to my mom's, I ran from my house, and I'm mom, and she was reading the paper. And uh, by this time, my dad was out of the scene. But like, so, and I was like, put it on, and my, and my eyes were all big. Like, I was all, I'm going to be this. You're like, this is me right now. And she's like, oh, really? And I'm all, listen, <laughs> how rad it is. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. And that was it. Then I started just singing and singing and singing in my room. Mm-hmm. And I decided that I'd be the singer. And then those guys wouldn't sing with me, though. They No one would let me play with them. Fair enough. Like in the bike racks at Palo Alto High School, I'd cruise in and like you could kind of hear them talking. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't loathe me as a person, but they like they didn't want. They, they weren't going to have me as a singer. There's another dude that we grew up with that got the gig, and I was like, oh, "Okay, oh. your mother." And, and it was, and it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like, uh, you're not the singer, and we're not friends anymore. It was, right, right. It was just you're not the singer, right? Right. And, and I was like, "Well, fuck that." So then I found myself in Isla Vista, California. Years later, my friend said there was fun things going on there, and I went there. James Ficklin told me to come down there. He wrote it. He wrote a handwritten letter, told me to come. And I, there was a telephone pole with a singer wanted. And I was like, yes, I'll be the singer. And I took the little thing, you know, you pull the number off the... Yep, the little fucking... And, uh, and I pulled, I called it, and it was, you know, these way before cell phones. And I went, oh, yeah. And I tried out, <laughs> and I sang, I sang Led Zeppelin, The Ocean. Over the phone? That, that, no. Oh, okay. just, that was in the jam rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, I sang yeah. The Ocean. Nice. And they're all, you got the gig. And all of a sudden, I was in a band. That's awesome. And I was like, all right. So then, then it comes down to repetition. Like, right. I, like I, I had a natural, uh, I, I was, I, I'm good at, I'm a good, a perfect, I don't know what it would be. Like, I'm good at fronting a band. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then you have to learn how to sing. And so I had the raw talent to do it. And then it comes down to repetition. And, you know, that's yeah, what it is. Absolutely. And a lot of luck. And a lot of luck, yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I always, always find it fascinating how you get people to start singing because, I was never a singer either, and then I started because nobody else wanted to sing. I played guitar. Same thing with your mom. Yeah, yeah. My mom was like, I got your guitar for Christmas. It's acoustic <laughs> guitar. Yeah. The action on the thing from the fretboard is like this. Yeah. I got to like put my little fucking hands and press down the fret. And I was like, oh, I, can barely, I, can't even, I can't even play like a G chord. I can't. It's just, it hurts my fingers. Yeah. So I had to learn that way and then started doing that and then. Nobody wanted to sing after I got better at playing yeah. guitar. I was like, all right, well, fuck, I'll do Necessity, both. Necessity, dude. Yeah. Necessity is what? Necessity is another invention. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so a lot of times uh, it calls you. Yeah. I was, I was talking to Lemmy once. And I, was, I used to go visit him a lot when he was alive. I'd go to his apartment. And uh, and I was like, all. Where was he living, L.A.? Yeah, he lived okay. in L.A., right near the Rainbow, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I'm sitting there talking to him, and I go, uh, what's up? And he goes, hello. And I'm all, so what is this? Like, I just sold you know, a million records. And I was like, what did I, what have I got myself into? Yeah. Do you know? And he's like, oh, I know. <laughs> and I go, well, what is it? Like, what, what, what is this? Like, what is like, what am I, what, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what, you know, we just toured together, you know, so he, we're friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you told me that you're, you're born into it. And I go, are you really? And he goes, yep. Yes, you are. So I don't know if that's true, but he is a fucking wizard. And so, you know, absolutely. I, so I, I, I mean, it's I, fucking Lemmy. <laughs> yeah. So I like that he said that. And I like, so therefore, you know, I, I figure everybody must have some micro or macro. Everyone's special. Everybody on the earth has something. Absolutely. They have something and, to offer. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be singing or being a rock band, or, but it's, but everyone has something very special that's theirs to share. And potential to do better. Yes. You know, with that, it. that. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And, it's, and some people are Renaissance men. We know a guy named Pat Berry mm-hmm. that can do everything. He could build a foundation of a house <laughs> or like, you know, he's a lawyer too. Like he's just, he's it's a, crazy. Yeah. And a great friend. Like he's, he is the, 
He could do it all. Yeah. And some people are more streamlined and really good at whatever. Some people are cooks, you know? Absolutely. I, I, can, I, can, I can make an omelet. That's as far as I've gotten. But so everybody has Pick some... up stuff too. I, I kind of do the same as a renaissance. I'm like yeah. a small renaissance man. Play guitar, I cook. I there could, you go. I could, you know, build somewhat of a foundation. I made, yeah. you know, See? I made a grill out of nothing. You know? See? Look at that. Yeah. MacGyver, you're kind of like MacGyver. Sort of, yeah. But <laughs> I feel like, you know, people just pick up things, too. you just like, I got another friend who, like, you know, like, start skateboarding. Okay, I'm trying to ollie. This motherfucker's already ollieing. Picks up one time. I'm like, yeah. dude, how do He's like, dude, it's just, do yeah. it. I'm like, fuck. Take me, like, ten years to fucking ollie or kickflip, yeah. and this guy's doing it in five seconds. Mm-hmm. It's people that pick shit up like that. That's right. Yeah. But it's a, it's like a natural talent almost, too. Right. It's weird. And there must be in everybody, you and me included, and Will included, uh-huh. and, and your gal, and, and, and even the cat, uh, there's probably a lot of dormant things that you'll never really quite figure out in this life. Something that's like your thing that you just don't know. And a lot of that because would be because where you're from, what your culture is, uh-huh. whatever, you know, like, you know, like you don't, so you can only kind of mirror what's around you. So it's, 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 it's I think it's the, as far as like Sid Arthur type shit, like it's the good yeah. fight to go figure some of those things out. Yes, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. If it's in you to do it or it's cool if you don't, but like, no, it could be. It's like not everybody has, uh, the will to be the head of a company, but they're good at being in that company. That's right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. You could, it takes a village. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and and like I said, there's potential in everybody to do something, whether they do it great, half-ass, or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. but people have definitely potential to be better than what they do. With sometimes they don't because it's laziness or yeah. whatever. You know, right. get into something different. It's sidetracked. Yeah. I feel like it's a big one. <laughs> sidetracked. Yeah. yeah, you like start over here and something like, oh look at this, and then you're like, oh, I forgot about this shit over here. That's, Fuck. that's right. I gotta go back to it. You know, yeah. it's like well, it's like this. Here's how I see it. Like if you're if you're sitting on your on your couch, you're watching TV, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a gym membership, right? You have you actually have the membership. It's yeah. a 24 hour membership. You could go right now if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting there and it, you're, it's you, it's you, it's your moment. You have time to go to the gym, and the, and the voice in your head goes, "Dude, you should go to the gym." That's when you go to the gym at that exact moment. If you wait eight more minutes <laughs> or you're, eight seconds, you're not going to the gym. You could you be sidetracked being like pizza no no trust me you're gay you're gay yeah. it's time to get like a double something so, yeah you know absolutely so i guess it's at least from my makeup like it's important yeah. for me to to like i'll back a car in if i'm going to park a car i will and then i'm not in anybody's way i'll back the car in because i'm going to leave later anyway yeah if that makes any sense no absolutely yeah so, you yeah, know i want to get you're that. planning for your escape already I, or or, I'm, or i get i want shit done yeah, that too. Did you see that footage? It's amazing. Um, for your listeners, I think I don't know if you, I don't know what it would go under, but it's this it's this military guy and he and he's a, like a high military guy and he's talking to like uh, what's that called when you when like kids are graduating and then you have, you have a speaker? What's that speaker called? Oh, the valedictorian or no, like like a speaker. Oh, like, like a like a the, the the main speaker. Like a speaker. So, so the dude's yeah, there yeah. and he's talking about making your bed. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen that. It's amazing. The guy's super eloquent charming you know he's a, he's a good like as far as military goes i'm not like that guy and he goes on and on and on and it's all about if you put in there make your bed military you find it on your computer right now no 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 yeah it um it's so inspiring so like that's the thing if you and it's not that crazy like if you get up in the morning yeah and you make your bed all nice yeah and you go, and you go outside and you come back your bed you feel good when your bed's made absolutely right and yeah. even if in if you have the best day ever you come back and you go and your bed is made you feel real good or you have the shittiest day of all time and you're like, fuck that was all challenging yeah damn oh wait but my bed's made yeah so it's it's, but it's, 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 it's inviting right it's inviting to come climb in 
regardless of what happened well, during you're keeping your day. It, you're keeping it tight. It's yeah. a good. It's a good ritual, and uh-huh. I do it anyway. I do it. Yeah, we do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd say we'd skip a couple times, but, but we, for minute, the majority, I, we do it. <laughs> I get. I'll be honest. There's there'll be days that we don't, but right, right. majority of the time we do make it. Oh, well, there you go. I think yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good. That's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Laura plans a lot, like for escaping, like things. She's always. Did you like, see how she's she's a little saddened about the weather pattern day with the Christmas tree? Yeah. Press. She like a, she has a plan, and then when the plan gets diverted, yeah, it it she's not happy. Expectations about it. are brutal. Jay Z says. Uh, with that, and that, you know, look at his life. He says, expect everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I purposely don't, I mean, so respect to Jay-Z and, he, and he's a really neat guy. Oh, absolutely. Right, right? But for me, I'm, I try to like not have, I try to just have the zero act. I'm, I'm going to be driven. I'm driven. I am a driven. Oh, yeah, guy. absolutely. But I'm also, I'll also let go of it all. So I, I, I try to make it so that my, I expect to just have a good attitude. Like I don't want to be disappointed. Well, I always, I always live my life and I always have with no expectations. That. None. Absolutely none. I'm yeah. like, if that guy calls me, cool. Right. If he doesn't, cool. They don't. Yeah. I buy that guy a beer. He doesn't return the favor. I don't care. Fair enough. I don't right. give a shit. That's right. I helped you, you can, build you, a house, and you didn't help me do anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. You you can use that as a pretty big flaky tool, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm with you. So it's like yeah. to be driven and go get shit done. Yeah. But you know, but it, I think I, what I try to arm myself with, right? You know, because everybody has their weight. Yeah. Being a human being, absolutely not all perfect, is it? No. Um. And you know, truth, truthfully, happy moments when you're just like solidly like, and not drugs, not alcohol, just as a, as a, as a sentient being, and you're like, I feel mm-hmm. this life is great. That that exact moment is not that many. That's it's rare. Yeah, you know, there's always some eating at me, right? So that said, and with respect to anybody's ways, is I, so if I'm thinking of things that are like a burden esque or cumbersome or whatever, there is my spirit. Well, then I, I'm gonna I'm gonna notice those things. But that said. Uh, what I try to do is notice the things that are great, like being able to walk, yeah, or see, or have a friend, or have a, a ten bucks in your pocket, or be able to go to Thai food, or whatever that is. Like, so I think it's I think it's important as far as being a human being. You, you don't have to do any of this, but if you pick up, if you pick a couple, just a couple idiosyncratic things in your life that are just undeniably good. Now you don't need to tell everyone about it. No, uh, yeah, you don't yourself. have to tell everybody about it. Yeah, you go like this. You go, wow, I'm and like that's what I try to do. So then, and then, and I'm respectful to the both sides. Like this over here, whatever it is, sucks and it's ouchish. Yeah. And then this over here is really awesome and buoyant, and they're friends. If I just stick, if I if I just stare at either one of them and pretend the other the other one gets mad. Yeah. <laughs> so I so I pretty much befriend the duality of it all. Yeah, you got to bring it together. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. No, it's a good. It's you don't. A good but, philosophy. You, but you don't have to. You don't. That's the same. Yeah. You do and you don't. That's you right. You can do what I mean. You got choices. That's you can do whatever right. you want. That's right. But yeah, I just like you know. I love the idea of no expectations. I don't. Yeah. But I also, uh, I also live. And a friend told me this a long time ago. Is I don't bla- I don't break plans with people either. Um, I have to either be very deathly sick, or uh, something had to come up that's really important. So if uh, you know, he was like, "Oh, uh, we got plans to go to the movies." I'm like, "From there." Right. I'm not gonna. Not gonna. You know. Like in his mind, he's like, "We're going to the movies." I'm like, That's "Yeah, right. we're going to the movies." That's right. Like, I don't break plans and nothing. I'm like, "Don't make, dude." Like, I'm already throwing up, and yeah. but I'll try to make it still. I don't give a fuck, you know that. So I no expectations, and I always try to follow through with, with what I say and what I do and how I want to do it. You know, well, water yeah. water finds its level. So he or she who would abide by such a, a way, yeah, you're going to end up with your people. 
Absolutely. You could bang heroin and end up with your people. Oh, it, it, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't, you could pick any way to be. Yeah. And, and there's no right or wrong way to rock the dice, but, yeah. you know, so, you know, depending on how you are, and I, I appreciate what you just said. So yeah. those are your friends. Absolutely. Cause yeah. you're, cause guaranteed the humans that don't mirror that to you. Yeah. You're not going to be hanging, you're not going to the movies. Exactly. Because, <laughs> well, I'll have, I'll have friends that like flake out all the time. They'll be like, they're like, oh, oh. Even, even, so even Laura's, uh, she has kind of two, like two moms, like she was, a, she has three moms. She was a, a biological mom, she's an adopted mom, and a nanny who raised her. Yeah. So the nanny mom, you know, she still lives at her, at her mom's house, uh, right here in Palo Alto. Huh. Um, so she's cool too. And so we were like, oh, last week or whatever, we're like, oh, we're going to go to dinner together. She's like, and this was like Thursday, right? Like, would be like Thursday and then Saturday. It's like, we're going to go to dinner at five. Cool. We'll make sure we'll, we text you that we're going to be ready. So, you know, she calls or texts her on that day, Saturday, being like, you know, all right, we're going to get ready to go. Uh, where, where, where do you feel like going? You know, down to each other. Oh, no, I, I have plans. You never told me that it's, we're, it's confirmed. I was like, we fucking confirmed it on Thursday. Mm. So she flakes out. We don't go to dinner. It's like those types of people always in my life of people just like, no, no, it wasn't locked down. We didn't confirm that. I was like, what the? We, we've already communicated mm-hmm. that we're doing this plan, right? Mm-hmm. So if it falls through, it wasn't because of me. Mm-hmm. I got you. You know what I mean? It's like, I already said my piece. I wanted to be with you. I'm making time for you because I think, you know, it's important to spend time with people. Sure. You know, and uh, so it, sometimes it just doesn't go your way. You know, it's like, all right, well. Aren't days weird like that? Yeah. When, when, um, when everything goes like, I'm talking butter smooth, perfect. Yeah. And then some days are like this. Nope. No, yeah. Um, not to change or go back to topic, but yeah. But so, so starting out when you sell a million records, but yeah. how do you feel right before that? Did you play a certain show that was like that break where you like saw it happen, where you were like, yeah, wow, this is we we've never had this many people at a we, show. We were, yeah, crowd. We, 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 we were, we were pretty much oblivious. We never left California. We were in a motorhome with our tour manager, Billy Morgan. <laughs> he was an epic Southern guy. Tim Wright, which is our, was our tech rat, was one of our techs. And we're all wedged in this motorhome. And we were excited. We're going around. Dude, I, being in a motorhome, just touring would yeah. fucking, that's epic. It's, it's you were touring vans it, it's that suck. <laughs> and we're opening up for this uh, New York band called Scatterbrain. And um, hmm. so we're the first band. And um, this is when MTV still played videos. So we got on like... I yeah, you were part of my lineup on that when I would go to elementary school. Yeah. It'd be Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, you know, back down, Ugly Kid Joe, and we'd just go down yeah, the line yeah, in yeah. that in that grade school, like, yeah. you know, pre-high school. Mm-hmm. Where they played videos, yeah. yeah. Back when MTV was real MTV. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. I good did, I good did, times. I dated the VJ for two years. She was so rad. That's one of the loves of my life. Karen Duffy. Oh, no fucking way, dude. She, she was hot as fuck. She was six years older than me and just... God, how rad was she, dude? She was rad. She's one of the loves of my life. She was, she was really patient with me and taught me a lot of stuff, but that's a different story. So then we're on tour with Scatterbrain, and uh, we're opening up, and we don't really, we don't, we, you know, we're, we're like, we don't really know anything. Like, the, you know, we don't know what, can we eat a bologna sandwich? Can we, we don't know. <laughs> right, right. We're just drinking beers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, we, you know, we're just, it's that beautiful time when you really, you have never toured before, and it's, you know, and. You know, it really, but really don't know what you're doing, and you're obnoxious, and it's funny, and it's just that you can. Right, well, you're there to you know to to create, 
your own atmosphere right. and push buttons, right? To see yeah, yeah. where where's the line. Yeah, yeah. Where, and, but also like like you know, but, but be in the yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the MTV. I guess we had uh, the Everything About You video. We made that for five thousand dollars in Isla Vista, California. And we're not watching MTV. We're on tour. Right, right. you can't have, watch TV. We don't have iPhones. We don't. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, nobody has it. We're just out there, and um, which is what I loved about being back in the day, man. That's the, the best thing about yeah, life. This is this is I don't know these devices, man. I tell you, it's hurting. <sighs> yeah, with that different conversation. But anyway, yeah. so we, um, I guess they they played it on Headbangers Ball, and then they picked it up and stuffed it in heavy rotation, and it was blowing the fuck up around the world, and we didn't know that. So then we we went from like the opening band, which we were always the opening band, but it went from rad whatever uh-huh. to yep. all of a sudden the rooms were freaking packed and about us right but we were but we, we didn't even notice that though it was true we did we didn't really understand it you're just kind of like are they there for us <laughs> but, but, uh, that, that was rad like you know we're just like that's what we would say well that was rad show like, <laughs> yeah. and maybe we could get the baloney sandwich now you know yeah yeah so that it just and then it just it just blew up and so um you know we played spring break um, well, because yeah you and did you re- you released um as ugly as it gets, right? Or is that is that what it is? As ugly as we are. Uh, what's the, the EP? The, f- the first EP. As ugly as as we, ugly as they want to be. As ugly as you want to be. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. And then it was and then it was America's uh, America's least, least wanted. wanted. Yeah. Then Menace to Sobriety, which is the raddest record. Yeah, it's heavy and killer. Yeah. Yeah, we. I just, mean, all the records are just still, they still stand. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're awesome. They're good records. Um. Um. So what? So when you release, did you like release the EP first? Yeah, and then that was when you're on tour, and then that song got played in heavy rotation. Yes, on MTV, and then they stopped in the studio. Yeah, uh, and um, they then we had cause you could, we were in a, we were we weren't in the beggars chair at that moment. We we're in the choosers chair. Yeah, which is a cool chair to be in. But once again, we, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, well, begging's cool. Um, but anyway, so we you know then we got to pick producers, but I don't know what that really means. I was just all well. Who worked with Judas Priest? <laughs> and so it was Mark, <laughs> Give me that guy. Mark, Mark Dodson did. So yeah. Mark Dodson worked with Priest on Sin After Sin. He did, uh, he was a, he was a, what's it called? Not the producer, but the engineer. Yeah, he was an engineer, engineer on Sin After Sin. He worked on Defenders of the Faith. So we met him at Devonshire Studios in Hollywood and I walked in and he knew, like, I'm pretty into Priest to the yeah, point yeah. like, I'm into Absolutely. I love Priest. Yeah. And so I, to me, meeting Mark Dodson, he was a dude that knew Priest. Like, I, didn't, I don't know what production means or like if a snare hit sounds good I don't even care and right. I'm all did you really work with Priest my eyes were all big like yeah, yeah, like I don't give a shit what else he, he did he's smoking marble rad just spins his little swivel chair and he's you know in behind like a crazy 24 track knee board and, uh, and I go tell me about Priest and he goes blah 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 blah, blah and I cruised out in my you know I get really excited to this day I do I'm, I, by experience now I know a little more or at least think I think I do but I was just thought that's the dude my 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 bandmates were all, well, why? And I'm all, because he knows Priest. <laughs> and that was my actual thought process. Yeah. And, I, and I wasn't taking over. I mean, I was really, really into it. And so we, we made this whole, like, a lineup change. We swapped out a guitar player. We got Dave Foreman in the band, who's just an incredible entity. And then we got the Aussie tour. We went on our, in our first big tour. So the first big giant tour. The first big, uh, World tour or na- national? United States. United States. Uh, the first big tour, and it was Motorhead. Ugly Kid Joe and Ozzy Osbourne. Oh Jesus Christ! That's and an it awesome was fucking, fucking tour. Epic, dude. So that and we were killing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, this is my life. And I was dating the the beautiful girl from MTV, and I was like, this is my life. And she would, you know, her and I didn't have any money yet, 
And she was so kind, Karen Duffy. She was yeah. she, she would go like this. She really loved me, and I loved her. She saw me before I kind of saw myself. And she says stuff like this. She's New York gal. And she's done, yeah, yeah. She'd go like this. She goes, she goes, sweetheart, I love you. I go, God, you're so beautiful. I love you back. And she'd be all, we're going to Bora Bora for Christmas. And I'd be all, but I don't have any money. And she, and she goes, <laughs> she, she would go like this. She'd lean in, and give me a nice smooch. She'd go, I buy, you fly. And I was like, this is the raddest life ever, <laughs> right? Who doesn't want this life? <laughs> so, Man. so it all kind of just you know. It, it went and went and went, and then we did. What was the lineup for the uh, Aussie? Was it uh, Zach Wild and yeah, yeah Zach, Zach Wild and during the uh, Mike Inez, Randy Castillo. What was it? Was it a uh, um, fuck? I'm blanking on the uh, the last uh, Road to Nowhere. That was the name uh, no, more tears. no more tears. No more tears. Yeah, no more tears. Was that the, was that the uh, the tour or yeah, no more tours tour? No more no more tours tour. Yeah, now they're on no more tours too. Yeah, no. I just saw Black Sabbath like three years ago yeah. at uh, Shoreline. Yeah, uh, I was working at one of the vendors, and then I was like, "Cause you can take a break there yeah. too." Like, and then I was like, "Well, as soon as Black Sabbath come out, I'm taking a break." That's right. So I fucking I cut. I was like, I was like, as soon as I heard the siren, like, They're great. I, I saw like, that. I was. I think. I think I was there for that. Show. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're so great, dude. I mean, Ozzy, he he, he still has it. It doesn't. It's just not his vocals just are fucking awesome. Listen to this story. So December third, fourth, and fifth, nineteen ninety-seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before cell phones again. And, uh, and yeah, I, not till two thousand. And, 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 and I hear, I hear through the grapevine. You know, like, and I'm listening for shit like this. I hear that Bill Ward's coming back, and Sabbath's going to be really Sabbath. And I'm a holy shit, is it true? And all my rock friends are like, yeah, dude, I heard Bill's coming back. I'm a no way, yeah, way. yeah. It's, it's like that. So I called Sharon at her office. You know, mm-hmm. in LA. I forget where I called her from. And she goes, hello, wait. And I go, hey, what's going on? She goes, how are you doing? And I go, look, is Bill playing in London or wherever it is, Birmingham? And she's like, I can't tell you. And I go, look, you have to tell me. Because <laughs> if he's playing, if Bill's playing, I'm coming. Yeah. And she goes, he's playing. I'll send you a car at Heathrow. So I took my friend Jenny and we went and we flew into Heathrow, went to Birmingham, which is, you know, of course, where the band's from. Yeah. And... And they're recording it. Uh, they had like an eighteen wheeler, like like sound truck. They're recording it for a live record, yeah. which exists. And Tom Panunzi is the, uh, the the engineer doing it and all that. Yeah. And I kept on looking at my friend Jenny, and I'm, I'm I think I'm going to jam with Sabbath. I feel like I'm going to jam with Sabbath. Like I was saying it like almost like Rain Man. I'm on jam with Sabbath. Yeah. Like, I think, and she's yeah. like, "Why do you think that? I'm I'm not in the band, but I feel like they need me." <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Dude," and I go, "I swear it's going to happen. I feel like it's going to happen." And Bobby Thompson, uh, who's no longer with us, he uh, was Ozzy's tour manager, and mm-hmm. so I'm staying in this in the in like like a, like a straight up English like cottage, you know, and, the, and and under the door comes the uh, like a message from the front desk. It said, "Call us immediately." So I called Bobby, and I knew what it was and what they're doing because Sabbath, Sabbath is kind of like a jazz band, yeah, and they need a vocal cue, so they needed to run through this whole set all the days of the third, fourth, or fifth. Right. So I went and jammed with the original Black Sabbath three days and sang the whole set Man. with Sabbath on a full PA in Birmingham at the NEC and doing, I mean, it was insane. I how, just, how, I don't know how greater your life could get after that. That's just so rad. I mean, that's beyond rad though. That's like, that's something you're just never going to not live down. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. How cool is that? How t- Cool you know, and, 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 you cool know, and, cool. and, and, and Ozzy literally had said, get wit to do it. Cause like the thing is they, and I get it. If I was going to, um, track a live record mm-hmm. and you needed me to go see it through the whole set before it would blow your voice out. Oh yeah. You can't. I mean, so I get it. No, no. It, it makes sense to not have 
Ozzy do it, obviously. Yeah. So you want to, you want people to practice with. And I was like, I fucking got this shit down. Yeah, I, don't that. I don't need to fucking do it. That. I'm fucking Ozzy. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, you need that shit. Like, but dude, that's legendary that you were picked, man. That's fucking great. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? The yeah, that is fucking cool as shit. Yep. Uh, Alright, you want to take a break after sure, that? Why not? And then uh, we'll come back for round two. Right. So stay tuned. Alright, that's it for round one. I want to thank Whitfield and Will for coming down and hanging out. It was super cool of them. Like I said, they're down to earth guys and uh, it was super rad to have them in the studio hanging out and get to shoot the shit. Some, you know, you don't get that. You don't get to have that often. So, super cool guys. Uh, check out Will's band, uh, Yellow Cake. And also, if you are not fucking familiar, check out Ugly Kid Joe, because you should. Uh, they are still touring, so you should uh, look for that at their Facebook and um, Twitter or uh, Instagram. Any of those. Any of those platforms. Just go on the internet. Search it, motherfucker. Search it. also want to thank my sponsor, the Palo Alto Brewing Company. Located at 233 University Avenue in downtown Palo Alto. Come down, get some food, get some beers. Have a good time, play some pinball. Um, also thank the Rosen Crown, also in downtown Palo Alto. And I want to thank Ale Arsenal in San Carlos, the Willow Market in Menlo Park, and Jane's Beer Store in Mountain View. All great places to get great beer and maybe meet some cool people down there talking about it. So... That is all for this episode. Um, like I said, stay tuned next week for some more. Ugly Kid Joe, Whitfield Crane, and uh, his friend Will. So uh, until then, late. Late.